Ketubot Tafayim Dalad. The last thing we were discussing was a case where a person was Mekadish, a woman on condition, whatever the condition is. Let's say she has no vowels in her. And then at a later date, he was Koneser without specifying it was based on the original Kiddushin. He was just with her. According to Rav, she needs a get because that second time when they were together, that's considered a real marriage. And Shmuel says, no, it was based on the original Kiddushin and therefore she does not need a get. And Abaye explained that the, the base of Mahloket between Rav and Shmuel is, does a person make his Be'ilah, Be'ilah's note or not? According to Rav, a person doesn't make his Be'ilah, Be'ilah's note, that he forgo the original uh, the condition, and therefore he's with Elishem Kiddushin no matter what. And Shmuel says, no, it was based on the other Kiddushin, and therefore if there's still vows on her, then uh, it's not considered a marriage, and therefore she doesn't even need a get. That was the way Abai explained it. Rabba with a hey explained that if it's with the same woman, for sure it was based on the original Kiddushin. Here we're talking about a situation where there was two women or a, or a situation where it was like two women where they got divorced in between. Do we say he when he was with her, was it based on the original Kiddushin or not? That's a Mahalgad Rav and Shmuel. And with that, we're starting Ayindal Amud Aleph, seven lines in, where it says Itmanami in the middle of the line. So here we have another Gemara like Rabbah, where, where with one woman, there's no Mahlukat, for sure she does not need to get because it's not a real marriage. So Itmanami, Amara Vahaba Yaakov, Amara Bihanan, Hamkadesh, Al Tanai Ubaal. If a person is Mekadesh based on a condition, then he was with her stamp without specifying anything. They were called an Atsarikhami no get. According to everyone, she does not need a get. Because it was all done based on the original Kiddushin. And Eti Ravaha bered Rav Ika Barahteh. So now Ravaha, the son of Rav Ika, the son of his sister, uh, asked the question. We have a bright that says, Halitza Muta'et. A Halitza that was done by mistake is Keshera. That works and the, the Yibama goes out free. So Ezoi Halitza Muta'et. What's considered a Halitza by mistake? So Amar Shlakish called Shomir Lo. If the Dayan tells the, the Yibam, Halot Slav Kachata Konza, let her do the Halitza and this way you marry her. And he did it. I'll see, it's a, it's a mistake, and but she goes out free from it. Amar Bihanan told him, Ani Shone Benchinit Kaven Hu Velonit Kavnahi. I learn in the Braitha. Whether he had kavana and she didn't, benchinit kavana he belonged kaven who, or she had kavana and he didn't, halitzata besula achit kavnushnehem, that everything is pasul until they both have kavana, ve'at amat halitzata akshan, and you're telling me this uh, mistake, this situation over here, where he's tri- or then is tricking the man, you're telling me that's kasher? Elamar Bihanan, what's considered a halitza muta'at, a mistake halitza that works? Kol shomer lo halot la menat shetiten lechamatayim zuz, where the Dayan tells him, let her do the halitza, and this way you'll get 200 zuz out of this. And even if she doesn't give it to him, she's, uh, she's still free. Alma, what do you understand from here? Kebanda avad ma'aseh, ahole ahalelit na'eh. Once there was an action of the halitza, she took off the shoe, she spit, at that point, he forgave his condition, meaning he doesn't care about the 200 zoos anymore. Meaning, whether he got the 200 zoos or not, who cares? She's out free. You have to say over here with the Kiddushin, he was Mekadesher on condition and he was Koneser Stam. Once he was with her, he did the action. At that point, he forgave his condition. He mean, he forgot on it and therefore it counts as a marriage. And she needs a get even with one woman. So again, Rabbi Haba Yaakov Amar Bihan said a person is Mekadesh on condition that he was Boel Stam. 
she doesn't need a get. Here we have it that once they did an action, he was muhal the original kiddushi, or the original condition, and therefore it does work. So now, Amale, so Ravahabar Yaakov tells Ravahabar Ravika, he tells him, Barbera, Vishiva Bacha, Shapir Kamat, are you saying good? The reason that whole condition with the halitza, that whole thing, you don't give him the 200 zoos, the reason that works is not because that he forgave the 200 zoos, it's because that condition wasn't the condition, because mikdi. Let's pay attention. Where do we learn the whole concept of conditions? The whole story with uh, the, the, the children of the Shevatim of God and Reuven, they needed an extra piece of land, and the condition was that uh, we're going to go ahead in front of Ben Israel to all wars, and therefore we're going to get that area in the Arden. And it has to be a condition that could be uh, met through a shaliyah. A person has to have enough power, enough stronghold over that uh, situation that he would even be able to make a shaliyah. Therefore, once you're that strong, then you could even start making conditions. That's the way Tosfot explains it. So a situation like that, then hevet na'et na'ah. Then the, the condition is a condition, and then if uh, the condition was not met, then the whole mass is not good. But a situation where you could not make a shaliyah like uh, over there, like in the situation of B'nai Gadar Uven, so like over here by Halitzai, you can't make a shaliyah, then it's not a condition. But the Gemara asks, What about Bia? A person is Mu'ayla Shem Kiddushin. We said that works. That's one of the three ways, right? You can't uh, do it through a Shaliyah. You can't be Mekadesh through a Shaliyah. And we saw it does work. Like, uh, like we saw the example a person is Mekadesh, a woman, on condition that uh, your father agrees to, to our marriage. Uh, you, you see over there, it works. So then, if you can't make a shaliyah over it, then you can't make conditions over it. So like Max explains, no, hatam over there by kiddushay bi'ah, the reason conditions work, because we compared all havayas, all concepts of marriage, ashtar, kesef, bi'ah, we connected all together, and therefore the same way you could make conditions with ashtar and with kesef, you could also make conditions with bi'ah. Now, two points that come out of here, if anyone is interested in looking at Ayun Sugiya, is why can't a halitza be done al yadeh shaliyah? There's a famous rule, she says, because it says, v'halitza na'alo me'al raglo, she has to take off the shoe from his foot, his foot, not someone else's foot, not a shaliyah. You have an Arzarua who says that the halitza has to be like a boom. And uh, Rav Al-Khanan Wasserman in Sefer Kobit Shurim, he has problems with this. And he also gets into it in his book, Kobe Tsarot, and he also goes after the whole question about why can't a, uh, why can't Kiddushin Trubiyah be done to a shaliyah, meaning, uh, why can't a shaliyah tell a woman, next time you're with this person, it's Ali uh, Kiddushin. Where this man sent me to tell you that uh, next time you're going to be with him, it's Ali Kiddushin, why can't that work? Very interesting sugya, uh, the whole deen of shaliyah, very good to look into if anyone has a chance. Now, Amar Ula Baraba, Amar Ula, Amar Bilazar, Hamkadesh bin Milveh, a person is Mekadesh, a woman with, uh, with a loan. Rashi explains that she owed him money and he forgave it. 
and he wants to be Mekadesher with that money. And Tosfot doesn't like that. And they explained that the money, the actual money that he gave her and the loan, she's going to be Mekadesher with that. So either way, if a person is Mekadesher with Milve, Ubal, and then he was with her, or al tanai ubal, or it was a condition, and the condition was not met, and they were together. Bepachot mishave pruta ubal, or less neshave pruta, and they were with together. Divrei akol tzerichahim and they all get. According to everyone, they need a get because a person does not make his beila beila znut. And the machloket between Rav and Shmuel is only when they had a chupa, but they were not boil yet. And the whole mahluket is, was he mohel at the chupa? Was he mohel the original condition or not? And he argues on Abayu, who said the mahluket between Rav and Shmuel is if be'ilato be'ilat znut or not. And according to Rabbah, who said it's only mahluket with two women, not one woman. And Amar of Yosef Ba Amar Rabbi Menachem, Amar Rabbi Ami, he doesn't like what Rabbi Lazar just said. If a person's mekadesh with less than shavet pruta was with the woman, she does need to get... But when it came to the loan or the, the condition, she does not need to get. So now, because he holds, when it comes to less than Shevet Pruta, over there, a person won't make a mistake and he's going to think that that, that was actually a Kiddushin, right? And therefore, when he was with her afterwards, that was the Shem Biaf Kiddushin. Aval Behanach, but the person was Mekadesh on condition, or if a person was Mekadesh with a loan, over there, a person could make a mistake and it'll go based on the original Kiddushin. Therefore, it doesn't work. And Amar of Kana, Mishamid Ulan of Kana, said in the name of Ulam, Kadesh Altnai, Uba'al of a person's Mekadesh on condition, and he was boiled woman, Sechai, Menoget, they need a get. Why? A person doesn't make his Ba'ila Ben Aznut. This was a situation where a person was Mekadesh on condition and then he was boiled stam and the condition was not met and Hachamim couldn't, uh, couldn't uh, free her without a get. This goes against the following Tana. She wasn't grabbed. This is talking about an Anusa, a, person, uh, a woman who was forced. That uh, if a woman was not grabbed, Asura, then she cannot go back to her husband. Hanit Basa, but if she was grabbed, Muter, she would be allowed to go back to her husband. There's another woman, even though she wasn't grabbed, still muteret. She's muteret to go back to her husband. Who are we talking about? If there was a kiddushin, that was by mistake. Even though her son is on her shoulders, she could protest that marriage. And walk out without a get because she's not mekodeshet to him. She's considered free. So therefore, if someone forced his way with her, he doesn't make her asur. So you see, according to this Rabbi uh, Shmuel over here, that a woman whose kiddushin was kiddushet ta'ut, she's free to go without a get. This goes against what the Rav Kahana said. There was a story, and the Hachamim couldn't free her without a get. And Tanura Banan. A person is Mekadesh, a woman, on condition that she does not have any vows on her. And uh, we found that she does have vows on her. Halcha, etzel hacham v'itira. The woman went to a rabbi, diratat nedarim, mekudeshet, she is now mekudash. Etzel rofe v'ripe If she went to a doctor and he healed her wounds, ena mekudeshet. So now, ma ben hacham l'rofe. What's the difference between a, uh, between a rabbi and a doctor? Hacham oker etaneder me'ikaro. When a hacham does hatarim, it's as if the neder never happened, and retroactively everything works. There's a kiddushin. The doctor can only heal from here on out. 
And there's two points over here. Number one, according to Rashi, when Hacham is matir the neder, how does he start? He starts with, uh, okay, what happened? You feel bad. And when she feels bad, that's a harata. And that opens up the, the hatar and darim to go retroactively, meaning you never meant uh, whatever you vowed all the way from the beginning. Therefore, there was nothing. And Tosfot explains that when a, when a, when the difference would be is that when a person goes to the rabbi and he's matir the entire neder, okay, the story's finished, story never happened, fine. But when you go to the doctor and you have to get healed, there's a disgusting feeling of almost refurbished goods, and the person would not be okay with it. And while we're on Tosafot, Tosafot clarifies what's going on here. We learned in the Mishnah that a person's Mekadesh, a woman, on condition she doesn't have Nidarim, and she does, she's not Mekudeshet, that's true. Here we're talking about a situation where she did the hatarat nedarim before the husband found out. Meaning the husband is not going to be makpid because he didn't know about this. And therefore the marriage works. And the Rishonim bring down a fascinating Yerushalmi that, okay, let's say the husband did find out about these vows and he divorced her and then she got married to a second person. And then she did a hatarat nedarim. We might have to worry about her getting divorced from the second husband. Also, could be it's an eshet ish. Could be that kiddushin works, and that could be a very big nafkamin al halacha. Very good. I look into this. We got to get a chance. So now again, we learned in the brayta a woman who has nedarim on her. She went to hacham. He was matir her. She's mutar. If she went to the doctor, she is not mutar. What's the difference? Because Hacham, uh, he's matir the neder from uh, from the beginning retroactively. There's nothing, and the doctor only heals here on out. The Gemara asks a question. If she went to the rabbi and he was matir the neder, or she went to the doctor and he healed her, she's not mikudesh. So you see, you have two bright thoughts contradicting one another. On one hand, you told me that with the hacham is matir the neder, therefore she is mikudesh, and then you tell me she's not mikudesh. So which one is it? So amarava lakasha. It's not a contradiction. Ha The first bright out which says that when he, uh, the hacham was matir the neder, he did hatar nedarim. She is mikudesh. That's rabbi meir. Ha, when, when she's still not Mekudeshet, is Rabbi Al-Azhar. And the Gemara clarifies, Ha, Rabbi Meir, the Amar Adam, The first one that says that she is Mekudeshet is Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir holds a person would want his wife to come to Betin to be Matir Neder, even though a lot of disgusting stuff is going to come out in Betin and the rabbis is going to have to be Matir Neder. Rabbi Meir says a person doesn't care if she gets embarrassed in public, and therefore the, she would be mekudeshet. The second one, which says she's not mekudeshet, is Rabbi Lazar who holds a person would not want his wife to be uh, disgraced in Betin. Uh, she's going to have to go to the rabbis, explain everything. There's going to be a lot of yelling, screaming, and crying, and the person wouldn't want that. And therefore... Since a person wouldn't want his wife to go through that, therefore she's not mekudeshet. And the Gemara says, "Mahi, what's this machlok at Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Lazar? Where, where do you have that?" So the Gemara explains it. Now it's a Mishnah in Masechet Gitin. Hamotziet ishto mishum If a person divorced his wife because of the vows she made, lo yahazir, he cannot remarry her. Same thing, mishum shemra. If he divorced her because of uh, there's a bad name on her, meaning there's no people saying that she did znut. Also, lo yahazir, never remarry her. And there was two reasons that were given over there. Number one is because 
she might come to do hatarat nedarim on her vow, or when we found out that uh, the the whole thing was a sham, I mean, the rumors were not true, and he'll end up saying that, oh, I didn't know about it, had I known, and it's not a real divorce, and it's not a real divorce, then she's going to get married to someone else, and those kids are going to be mamzerim, it's going to be a big problem. Therefore, when we tell the person, hey, you know, once if you're divorcing her for this reason, it's uh, you can never remarry her, he'll make sure he's really divorcing her for a good reason. I mean, he's not going to give that get until he knows that th- this is true or he can't uh, do hatarat nidarim. Another explanation, Rashi brings it down, is because it's sort of like a fine that, you know, we don't want people vowing, we don't want people doing arayot, we don't want people bad naming out there. Therefore, you should just know, if that's the reason you're divorcing her, it's it's a forever sort of thing, you can never remarry her. Now, Tosafot doesn't like that first reason, because he never made a condition that uh, I'm divorcing her on condition that uh, she, the rumors are true, or I'm divorcing her based on the fact that she has nidarim, and, and if she does have nidarim, I'm going to be married to her, it's not a real divorce. He never said those words. I mean, a get is given without any conditions, no strings attached. But Tosafot is worried that people are going to say not nice things about her. All people are going to say it's not a real divorce. The man is crying. The man is felt bad. He was forced to do it. They're going to say things about her, even though it's not true. And just for that, it's worth telling them that you're never going to get married ever again. And Tosafot mentions his worry about uh, someone saying something about a get, even though it's not true. He's mentioned it a few times, Masechet Gitin, Yebamot, Ketubot. And that could be the, the foundation or the source to the famous harem uh, of Rabbeinu Tam, that if anyone says anything about a get after the get was given, he would be put in harem. Meaning once a get was given, doesn't make a difference which Betin did it. Uh, it's a mitzvah to keep him out shut and not talk about anything that happened. Rabbi Uda Omer, Rabbi Uda says, Kol neder any neder that more than 10 people knew about it, a lot of people knew about it, if a person divorced his wife because of it, then then he shouldn't bring her back. Why? People know that she's immodest when it comes to vows. She keeps on vowing. She has to go to the rabbi in front of the betin. All these things are not nice, and people know about this. And therefore, as a punishment, we're going to tell her you can't get remarried. However, if most people, more than 10 people, did not know about this, so it was like a quiet thing, then Yahzir. Then Hakamim were not so Mahmir, they said you could remarry her. Any neder, any vow that Hakam has to start digging and start asking a lot of questions to be able to find the heter, then he cannot remarry her because the husband could always say, oh, if I knew that there was a way out, then I never would have divorced her. And so this way he doesn't ruin her. We're going to say if it's too deep, then uh, then it's not, then it's uh, the divorce is divorce, don't return her. And if it's one of those vows that you don't need a rabbi to dig deep into it, then Yahzir. Then he could bring her back because you knew that uh, you, you could just uh, annul the vow or you knew you could just take it to the rabbi. It was something simple. If it was something simple, then you could bring back but because you knew the, the grounds to that. You knew that uh, you didn't have to divorce her, but you divorced her anyway, so you can't ruin her. And the Ritva also says that you can't use that excuse that, oh, I didn't know there's such thing as Hatarat Nadarim because everyone knows about Hatarat Nadarim. 
And Amar Bil Azar Lo Asru Tsarich Elami Pene Sheeno Tsarich. The only reason they said that if someone divorced his wife because of a vow that a hacham needs to go deep into is only because of the vows that a hacham does not need to go into. Meaning, although in a case where you have to bring it to the rabbi and the rabbi has to look into it, although the guy would have a good point, I didn't know that uh, he would allow this such a thing, he would have a good point. But we said it's asur anyways. Why? Because of the case where he would know that you're one of those easy cases where you could have uh, annulled the vow or the, you know, it's one of those easy things that you go to the rabbi, you do hatarat and darim. So we were gozer, something that uh, you need hatarat hacham because uh, he might uh, say the same thing where you don't need hacham. And my ta'amad rebuda, what's rebuda's reason who said it's just a punishment so she won't be used to saying uh, vows. This way we're going to tell her once you're divorced, that's it, you're divorced forever. What's the reason? Dikhtiv, it says by the Gibonim. They came from one of the seven nations in Eretz Yisrael, but they told Yahshua, no, we came from a far country. And it says, B'nai Israel did not hit them because the, the presidents of each Shevet swore to them that we're not going to hurt you. And since a lot of people knew about this vow or the swear, therefore they had to keep it. And the Gemara asks, What's considered a lot of people? And we said that you can't do Atarah for that neder, and they can't uh, go back to marrying each other. Rav Nahman by Itzhak Amar, Shiloshaf, three people know about that. Because we saw by Ezavat says Kia Zov Zov Dama Yamim Rabim, and we know what uh, Yamim is Shnaim. That's two. Rabim is Shelosha. If uh, Zavat sees uh, for three days, that's considered a lot. So you have the word Rabim, meaning three by Zavat. So Rabim over here by Hata and Darim is also three. Rabbi it's Hakamar Asara. And how are we learning this? Because by the Givonim it said Kinish Beulem Nisie Haeda. It says that the Nisi'im swore to them, this Nisi'im of the Aida. Now, how many Nisi'im were there to swear? Ten. Right? And we know that the Aida is usually ten people. We learned it uh, from the Meraglim. It says, And over there we said uh, only ten Meraglim said, There was ten bad uh, uh, Meraglim. So here, over there, it's Aida is ten. Over here, Aida is ten. And that's how we know that uh, it, that if a vow was made in front of 10 people, 10 people know about it. That's how we know that it's one of those that if you get divorced because of it, you can't remarry. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.